Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. I got a story to tell you. I remember when I was a kid, I was around seven years old. This is a true story. My father, Rabbi E, will testify to this. I was around seven years old, and as may be immediately evident if you've been watching our streams, I was an unusual child. <laughs> I was a, a little bit different, and it comes as no, no surprise to anybody. And we lived in a house on the south side of Atlanta at the time, and I was seven, and so I thought, of course, what seven-year-olds think of, I need to make some money. <laughs> okay, that, that's what I thought. I need to make me some money. I don't know why, but I was a budding entrepreneur. And, and so here's what I did, is that I, I, I went out, and, and I had this, what I thought at the time was a brilliant idea. I, I, I went out in our neighborhood, and there was a creek that was not too far from my house. And I started searching the creek at seven years old. And I started finding something that I thought that maybe I could sell. And, and so I, I went and I found, and I started looking for these rocks. Let me tell you, I, I, I became a, a rock connoisseur. Uh, you might even call me a rock star. <laughs> no, okay, that was bad. Okay, so in any case, I, I had all these rocks and I started collecting and all different kinds of rocks. And nobody knew I was doing this. I didn't tell my parents or anything. And then I, I collected them and... And then I brought them home. I spent a number of days looking for rocks, especially smooth, rounded rocks. <clears throat> and then I came back home, and when I was ready, I went ahead and did it. So what I did is I, 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 I walked out of my front door. Nobody knew I was doing this. I walked out the front door, closed the front door behind me, and I stood on my front porch. And then, in a loud voice, I started saying, yelling, rocks for sale, you get your rocks here, rocks for sale, we got rocks, come get your rocks, different stones for sale, you can get a different stone here, and I just started yelling in the loudest voice of about a seven, eight-year-old uh, that, that I had stones, rocks for sale, and, uh, and, my, and my family was like, what, what is Kevin doing on the front porch? What's he yelling? But I had my, and, and, and uh, eventually some neighbor kid hears me yelling, and he comes by and said, what are you doing? I said, I have my, my, my rock store. Would you like to see my merchandise? I have some really amazing rocks for sale. And he was like, uh, um, uh, okay. 
And so I pulled out my rocks, and, and, and I had a, a, quite the collection of stones, and they were priced differently depending upon the type and the size of rock. The, the small rocks that were just like, eh, were a nickel. The, the nicer mid-sized rocks were a dime, but of course, the really fancy, smooth, beautiful rocks that could be used even as a paperweight were 25 cents. That's right, a quarter. And I said, which one would you like to purchase? How many would you like to purchase? And, 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 the, and the kid is looking, and, and he's like, well, I don't know. Uh, uh, let, me, let me go home and see if uh, my mommy will give me some money. And I'm like, okay. And so there he goes going to his house, and he comes back, and he's got a dime, and he gives me a dime for this rock that I just picked out of the creek uh, a little bit earlier. And I'm like, ooh, yes, rocks for sale, stones for sale, stones for sale. I start yelling it all the more. And, 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 and my parents are like, what, what is Kevin doing? And he's going to lose his voice. He's yelling out. So, but more and more people started kind of coming by to see what rocks I had available, the stones. And I started selling these things uh, more and more. And uh, to the point that my dad recounted a story where we were all at the dinner table eating and the doorbell rings and, and he's like, what, what is going on? We're in the middle of dinner. And he goes down to open the door and he opens the door and there's a kid at the door saying, yeah, is Kevin's rock store open? I, I'm interested in purchasing some stones. <laughs> and so, yes, I'm telling you what, I sold some, you know, that I pulled from, and it was a lot of fun. That's right. I had, I had a sign that I put up behind my, my, on my front door that said, Solomon rocks for sale. Now, of course, selling rocks in today's world is a whole different, but that's not the point. Okay, the, the point is that it was really a lot of fun and a blessing, but how did I find success in the childhood rock selling business? I want for you to listen to me. Sometimes you just have to proclaim it boldly. Sometimes you just have to proclaim it boldly, unashamed. But we should be proclaiming things much more significant and important than just smooth rocks. And wow, some of these rocks were just perfect uh, in orientation. Today, I'm going to give you a few specific things that we are instructed to proclaim as people of faith. And I want for you to consider these and to ask yourself how you're doing as a as a proclaimer, as someone who is a, makes a proclamation. I was, I was, as loudly as I could, I was proclaiming that I had something that was of worth that I felt that you wanted. Now, how are we doing in proclaiming the things that God tells us in his word to proclaim? Let's take a look at scripture. We're going to look at a lot of different scriptures today, and I want for you to let the word of God speak to you and for you to think in your own heart, how am I doing in being a, a herald, a, a proclaimer? Leviticus chapter 23 in the Torah, we see one thing that God tells us to proclaim that you are actually doing right now, but you are participating in it, but are you proclaiming it? Leviticus chapter 23, starting in verse 1, says this, The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, These are my appointed festivals, the appointed festivals of the Lord, which you are to proclaim as sacred assemblies. 
They should be proclaimed as sacred assemblies. And God goes on in Leviticus 23 to delineate the festivals. And firstly, the first of which is, wait for it, weekly Shabbat. That's the very first thing that God says you are to be proclaiming as a sacred assembly. Weekly Shabbat. That which we're doing even right now. It says that our people should proclaim this. Are you proclaiming being in God's house? Now, I know that we can't physically be here right now uh, with everything going on. But are you proclaiming Shabbat to your neighbors, to your friends, to your family? I'm asking you right now to think about it. In other words, are you sharing with other people the importance and the necessity to take that day a week and to stop? It reads in Hebrew to die, which means stop, to stop what you're doing through the week where we strive and we strain to make the shekel and to give a take a day where we rest and give that day to the Lord. Are you proclaiming Shabbat to others? You who have perhaps sent the link out of our YouTube channel? Have you sent the link of our YouTube channel out to others? That's proclaiming Shabbat, you understand, is that when you take a look and encourage other people to take a look at the weekly Shabbat service, you are proclaiming Shabbat. It's such an easy way to share what the Lord is doing. I hear some people sometimes say, Rabbi, I'm not good at, at telling other people about God. I'm just, it's not natural for me. I'm not a natural at it. I don't know what to say. Okay, listen, I, I get that. You know, some people are more gifted in telling other people about God. I know that. that. Fair enough. But how hard is it for you to take your mouse and just go over to the area where you hit share, which is right here on the, this YouTube channel, uh, and click the link and, and, or, or for that matter, just take the address uh, bar in the top of your screen and put it in an email and send it to people you know. Put, put the link on your Facebook page. Put the link in Instagram. What, what have you, if you will. How hard is that to do? Does that require just incredible uh, boldness? Does that, does that require you to be incredibly well-spoken? No. All it requires is for you to click a button. That's how easy it is. Are you proclaiming Shabbat? But you see, if you do, you are helping you to fulfill that scripture in Leviticus by proclaiming Shabbat. Simply hit the, hit the pause button, even if you need to right now. Share, hit, click the share button uh, and send this message and other messages over the few weeks. You know, what you can do is I've got always the moment that Shabbat comes out, we put the title of the other messages on, on the YouTube channel, what they were. And, and, and you can go to the YouTube channel right now and look at all the different messages and the topics, and hopefully they'll remind you of what they were about, and, and let the Lord speak to you and say, you know what, I bet you that this person, this, these relatives could, could use this message. I'm going to click the link and forward that link to them. I bet these people could, and you know what, my, my, my pre-believing Jewish Boss, I bet he would enjoy this one. I got to send Shavuot out. Man, Shavuot has gotten a lot of people watching. I got to send that Shavuot link out because that was so beautiful and it was just amazing. Okay, whatever it is, allow the Lord to minister to others through you by proclaiming the festivals and proclaiming Shabbat. Don't be shy. Proclaim it. Put it on that social media. Proclaim Shabbat. 
That's one thing you can proclaim. Here's another one. From Isaiah chapter 61. Yeshayahu, the prophet, the great prophet Isaiah. Chapter 61, starting in verse 1, it says this. Listen to the words of the Lord through the prophet. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim. Okay, here's the proclamation. Good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. Wow, that's a lot of proclaiming that we have to do, my friends. Are you up to it? Have you been doing it? Or have you been purely intro uh, focused, focused on yourself? Okay, self-focused. We don't need to be solely self-focused. We need to focus on others as well and proclaiming what God is telling us to proclaim. He tells us that we are to proclaim freedom to those who are hurting. I don't know if you picked up on it. People are hurting. People are hurting out there in so many different ways. First, we proclaim the good news to the poor. In other words, there are plenty of people in the world today that don't have much. There are plenty of people in the world today that don't have much. Even those with a little have nothing without God. So truthfully, without God, everybody's poor. But we have a message that is liberating for them. It liberates them. It frees the poor. Spiritually, you understand. This is why we proclaim freedom to those who are bound, those who are brokenhearted, those who grieve. In other words, we have to reach out to those who are without hope, and we have to proclaim freedom to them, spiritual freedom. This is of, of great importance. It doesn't matter where you are or who you are. Uh, I, I'll talk for just a moment about what's commonly referred to as social justice. Because friends, as believers, we are called to be a part of this social justice, we are called to help out those who have been persecuted or oppressed. We are called to help out those, for example, who have been trafficked. Human trafficking is, is terrible. We are called to, to, to feed the poor. You understand, this is part of what we're to do. We're called to help the homeless. We're called to help those who have been discriminated against. Now understand, of course, and this is where we as believers have to understand the big picture view of everything and how this all connects and relates to each other because it's very important that we understand and not lose our focus because the most important goal, the most important goal is to free people spiritually. That's the most important goal, to proclaim freedom and that's spiritual freedom. To, to free people spiritually is the most important. But friends, it's hard for somebody to receive the message about God if their stomach is empty. They're just distracted. 
I gave a message uh, about a year ago, or actually a few years ago, come to think of it, and and the famous quote that I love that's most likely attributed to St. Francis of Assisi, which is this, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. When we proclaim through caring, we are proclaiming freedom. So when we help people, when we seek to root out things like discrimination, when we seek to help people who are maybe poor or homeless, when we do things that are to better the world and society uh, and to set things more in, in, in a true moral way as God set it up, yes, that helps people on a practical level oftentimes, but please God, what it's doing is it's also opening them to receive the spiritual freedom that is the most important thing that comes through Moshiach, through Messiah. I hope that makes sense. Isaiah chapter 52, here's another proclamation. This is a prophecy of Israel's restoration. What does it say in Isaiah 52 verse 7? It says, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, shalom, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. We should be proclaiming shalom. So saith the word of God. We should be proclaiming peace. Good grief. This world needs peace, doesn't it? I know it does. You're agreeing with me. We need peace. People go around shouting peace, peace when there is no peace. When you, okay, I'm, I'm coming now. Watch out. Watch your toes now. Put the toes underneath your, 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 your lazy boy, otherwise he may get stepped on in just a minute. When you are on social media, can it be said that you are proclaiming peace? Are you proclaiming peace? Are you a calming influence that brings people together? Listen, I know well that you can't please everyone. I am, trust me, I am aware of this. I, I'm reminded of it regularly. But nonetheless, we are called, according to the Word of God, to be ambassadors of reconciliation. Don't get caught up in the muck and the mire. There's so much stuff that is on the internet. There's so much stuff that happens in social media. And, and, and what happens all too often, beloved, is that, is that messages get warped and that things you say get taken out of context or maybe are missaid or misheard, and then what happens? Then you get people really upset at each other. Don't trade insults with people on the internet. It's not productive. I'm not saying that we shouldn't speak out as to what's true. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying don't get it into interpersonally with people in this way. Even if somebody is wrong, proclaim peace. So says the word of God, proclaim peace. Listen, ask the Lord. If you think somebody is wrong, pray for them. Pray that the Lord will touch them. Pray that the Lord will speak to them and will move on them and move in their hearts. And what else does it say? It says proclaim salvation because that is what people need more than anything. (laughs) But yet it's not what people think they need. I was reading not too long ago about a Princeton University study by psychologist uh, Bart Hobel. And it showed 
something that may be intuitive to you. Rats, <laughs> rats love sugar. Mmm, rats can't get enough of sugar. Mmm, give me some of that good stuff. In fact, given an unlimited supply, rats will consume up to 30% of their body weight every day when sugar water is available. That's unbelievable. They'll consume 30% of their entire body weight every day in sugar water if it's available. In fact, the studies show that they, they go back to that bottle every five minutes. <laughs> this is why I haven't live streamed for all these years. You know, stuff like this. It's like, I'm so memeable. Okay, and so uh, fair enough. But that, that's what the rats did is, is, is they, they kept going to that sugar water bottle. And it also shows how addictive sugar is. Friends, that's the world. That's the world. The world is addicted to sugar water. People think that stuff will fulfill them. It won't. Sugar is not the answer. Salvation is the answer. You have to be willing to say, our God reigns. Our God reigns. We have to proclaim salvation. This is what the world needs. Not the, the bigger and, and, and more expensive car and the, and, the, and the fancy things in your house. No, what we need is salvation. We got to proclaim that to others and we have to have the right focus ourselves. Here's the next proclamation. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 3 says this, I will proclaim the name of the Lord. Oh, praise the greatness of our God. We need to proclaim Hashem. Hashem literally means the name. We say Baruch Hashem. It means bless the name. Now, you say, well, wait, but what is the name? You say, bless the name. How does that refer to God explicitly? Oftentimes in the scriptures, in the Torah, in the Torah, God is simply described as the name, Hashem. Why? Because it's the name above every name, right? And so we have to proclaim Hashem, the name of the Lord, to praise the greatness of our God. In other words, we need to worship him, to proclaim his name. Friends, out of your lips should be proclaiming Hashem, proclaiming the name of God. As it says, oh, praise the greatness of our God. Let me put it to you directly. If the worship, we had some wonderful worship. If the worship and praise music plays and you usually don't sing along, then you are being disobedient to a command of God to proclaim his name. Why are you not taking the advantage of that opportunity to fulfill the commandment of God to us to proclaim his name, to praise the greatness of our God? My friend, are you so prideful that you care more about what people around you think? You can't be that way, my friends. We've got to be bold in proclaiming Hashem, proclaiming the name of the Lord, being willing to sing out to God. It doesn't matter if you have a great voice or not. If you sing a little off tune, why? Two reasons. Number one, 
is because God made you that way. If you don't sing on tune, listen, the Lord designed you that way. He, he still wants your praise. He knows it's not going to be in tune. He, he, he made you that way. That's number one. And number two is that we'll never, ever give you a microphone. And so there's, <laughs> there's no worries there. I'm just saying. But you can't be shy about praising and proclaiming the name of God. God gave you life. God cares for you. God provides for you. Yeshua suffered and died for you. God wants a relationship with you. The least you can do is to proclaim his name and praise him. Thank you, Lord. You are a good God. You're so generous to me. Dianu, it's enough what you've done for me, Lord. I bless your holy name. Kadosh, 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 Adonai Tsevaot. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. I proclaim your great name, oh my God. This is what we need to be doing. Don't be ashamed. Here's another proclamation from Psalm chapter 40, verse 9. It says, I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. Oh, I love the psalmist saying that. You have to proclaim what God has done for you. You have to be bold as to what God has done for you. You have to proclaim God's acts. People in today's world are looking for answers. You have the answers. The answer is God. Do not seal your lips. Do not seal your lips. Do not seal your lips, my friends. Proclaim what God has done for you. Some of you are great about that. I think about my sister Robin. Wow, I tell you what, if anything good happens to her, if anything good happens to my sister Robin, man, she starts talking about how good God is. Oh, she said, praise God, this happened, and this happened, and she's had a couple good things. Kevin should tell me, this happened, it's so good, and praise God, the Lord is so good. The Lord is good. I just thank him so much. for. I mean, she's quick to proclaim God's acts. She's very fast to do it. She's just praising God for it and telling other people what God has done for her. I love that. Proclaim what God has done for you. It's interesting, the power of proclamation. There's power in proclaiming something. You need to understand the, the power of words and the power of proclamation. If you look in the Nevi'im, the prophets, this is something I'd never noticed before. When God tells the prophets what to say. I would say the Lord is telling the prophets what to say. He often says to the prophet, proclaim it. Those are the words he'll use frequently. Proclaim it. You see, God used this words, you see, God used this expression to, to the prophets, proclaim it in Isaiah, in Jeremiah, in the prophet Yoel, Joel, in Amos, in Jonah, in Zechariah, all these prophets, God specifically and explicitly says to the prophets, proclaim, proclaim my word. This is powerful. Friends, there's, there's power in proclamation. You have to be willing to proclaim. You have to be willing to stand out. <laughs> you have to be willing to stand out on your front porch 
and proclaim rocks for sale, rocks for sale. And do you look a little bit like an idiot at times? Maybe every once in a while you look a little weird. And people, some, some of my friends gave me great grief and, 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 and called me names and thought I was foolish for, for doing that. I'll put it in a nice way. However, after a few weeks and I had bills in my, in my pocket, they weren't laughing so much. <laughs> you got to be willing and boldly proclaim, but with an infinitely more important message than that one. But you'll be surprised that some people will listen. Not everybody. But you see, that's between them and God. Your job is to proclaim. That's your job. What they do with it is their business. Your job, though, is to proclaim. Another proclamation, Psalm 92, starting in verse 1. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High, proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. Mm. We have to proclaim God's love and faithfulness. Man, is that need. What is our country going through right now? We have to proclaim God's love and faithfulness. From the, think about everything that's happening from the COVID-19 virus to the tragedy of George Floyd. We can't demand, we can't depend on man's love. We can't depend on man's faithfulness or abilities. Is that not perfectly clear? We proclaim your love, oh God, which goes to a thousand generations. Your love, which is wide, long, and high. Your love, oh God, which cares for every single person viewing. Friends, do you realize that God loves you? I mean, he deeply loves you and cares for you. If you give your life to him, he will be faithful to you because our God is a faithful God. That doesn't mean that things always go your way or are easy or go great, but the chapters of the book to come are guaranteed to be beautiful. See, we love God because he first loved us. He created you and he wants a relationship with you. He doesn't want for you to fear, but to trust in him. He doesn't want you to fear the world. He wants you to trust in him. Proclaim God's love and faithfulness. His love endures forever. We say it regularly from the Psalms. And what did the shlichim, the dedicated followers of Yeshua, proclaim? Here's another proclamation. Acts chapter 5, verse 42. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stop teaching and proclaiming the good news that Yeshua is the Messiah. Oh, my friend, we need to make central Yeshua to proclaim the good news that Yeshua is the promised Jewish Messiah of Israel and of all mankind. That is the best news that the world could ever have. My Jewish brother or sister, the Jewish Messiah has come. And his name is Yeshua, which means in Hebrew, salvation. In fact, the Messiah's coming is great news for the whole world, Jew and Gentile alike. Why? <laughs> because of the last thing that we are to proclaim. Here's the last one. Romans chapter 10, starting in verse 8. Listen to these words. 
But what does it say? The, the word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. And here comes the, pre- the proclamation. If you declare with your mouth, Yeshua is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Are you telling others about Yeshua? Are you proclaiming him? Are you sharing the answer to the complex questions that the world is asking? It's our role. It's our responsibility. Don't keep your mouth closed. Don't be too shy. Don't fear rejection. Speak with confidence of someone who knows. Declare with your mouth that Yeshua is alive and is Lord, and you will be saved. Saved from what? Saved from the pit. Saved from separation from God. Proclaim this to others, my friends. Havarim. Proclaim this to others. So, beloved, (laughs) proclaim Shabbat. Proclaim freedom. Proclaim peace. Proclaim salvation. Proclaim Hashem, the name, God's name. Proclaim what God has done for you. Proclaim God's love and faithfulness. Proclaim declaring with your mouth. And the title of my message, which sums it up, is this. Proclaim Yeshua. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethlehem.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Shalom.